0: Now, Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer.
1: Good morning. Big day today. It's International Women's Day. You know, there are some people who think we don't even need such a thing, but it's a good time to take stock of where women are at. The theme this year is gender parity and we're going to get to that a bit later in the show, but first, the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party wants your votes, and uh, it's very interesting how they figure they're going to get those votes because they're very youthful and quite enigmatic leader Patrick Brown says the party has to change. I'm going to give you the numbers first, 416-360-0740 or toll free one 740 4740 So uh, I want to know if his uh, his play for your votes is going to work with you, is it something that you're interested in? I mean, it looks like he is emphasizing the progressive in progressive conservative and despite his reputation as a real social conservative, at his first convention as leader last weekend, he said, doesn't matter who you love, doesn't matter whether you belong to a union or where you worship, you have a home in his party. And then there's the thing that had a lot of people who consider themselves conservatives shaking their heads. He announced that he supports a carbon tax. So again, we're going to want to know what you think. The number is 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Now, Patrick Brown could not be here right now because it's question period, but I had a long chat with him yesterday evening.
2: Well, I want our party um, to represent modern Ontario. I want our party to get more young people involved. I want us uh, to be increasingly diverse, reflective of the mosaic that is Ontario. Uh, And additionally, I want us to be unafraid to talk about uh, policies that historically conservatives have avoided. Uh, I I see no contradiction talking about the environment, talking about health care, talking about education and being a proud uh, progressive conservative.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that really had a lot of people scratching their heads. Uh, You endorsed a carbon tax, which is something that Tories have been against.
2: Well, a a little bit different than that. uh, You know, I've always said climate change is a threat and that we have to deal with it and confront it. I don't think conservatives can uh, run from the issue uh, of having a conversation on the environment. And being young myself, I, I can tell you that young people are particularly concerned uh, about climate change and uh, the environmental challenges we, we face today. The Liberals have put forward a cap-and-trade policy that would be um, a giant uh, cash grab. It would be a giant $1.9 billion um, Tax The government is putting on everything. People are saying
1: that it would add 4 cents to a liter of gas. Yeah,
2: and what I've said is um, I don't support that. I I believe that the last thing the government needs is another cash grab. What we believe is a conservative approach to this issue is that every single cent raised should be given back in broad-based tax relief for individuals and businesses. You know, I appreciate that polluters need to pay. Uh, and that th- there needs to be a price on carbon. But I don't believe it should be used. I don't believe you should use the environment as a revenue grab for bigger, larger government. Uh, he, he, you know, just like Ronald Reagan and Brian Maroney and David Cameron, the pr- Conservative Prime Minister in the UK, you know, they, they believe polluters pay but you return those funds to the people, and that's the position we've taken at Queens Park to the Liberals' cap and trade proposal: that every cent they raise should go back to the people, because it's not a tax if you give it back. It's not a tax if government it doesn't keep it. Uh, we've asked the government if they'd make it revenue neutral. The government uh, refused to answer. We said, would they be open to giving the funds back uh, in tax relief? The government said, absolutely not. Um, we believe. There's two choices. There is, there is two different versions of how we should govern Ontario. One, the Liberal approach is a $1.9 billion slush fund for the government. And our approach, which is give it back to the people. People are already taxed too much. People are already, Life is already too unaffordable in the province Patrick. of Ontario.
1: But what do you say to people from your party, conservatives who are just stumped by this? And as far as they understood, conservatives were against anything like this. What do you say to bring them on side?
2: Well, we can't simply be against everything. We can't criticize for the sake of criticizing. We actually have to come up with solutions. We have to come up with alternatives. And I can tell you that we talked about the caucus. We had a united caucus position that this was the right response. AND uh, I I BELIEVE THE VAST MAJORITY OF OUR MEMBERSHIP uh, FEELS THE the SAME WAY. WE CANNOT BE AGNOSTICS ON CLIMATE CHANGE. WE CAN'T SIMPLY CRITICIZE. WE HAVE TO PROVIDE SOLUTIONS.
1: HERE'S ANOTHER THING YOU SAID THAT SURPRISED A LOT OF PEOPLE. I'M GOING TO QUOTE FROM YOU RIGHT NOW. IT DOESN'T MATTER WHO YOU LOVE. IT DOESN'T MATTER IF YOU BELONG TO A UNION. IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW MUCH YOU MAKE. IT DOESN'T MATTER WHERE YOU WORSHIP. YOU HAVE A HOME. In the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario,
2: and I and I firmly believe that uh, you know I I believe that it doesn't matter your sexual orientation. I, I, it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter where you work if you're a nurse or a teacher or a firefighter. Um, it doesn't matter your religion. It doesn't matter your race. If you want to see. A fiscal responsible government at Queen's Park, if you want to see a government with ethics and integrity and more transparency and making Ontario prosperous again, then join with us on this journey to take our province back.
1: It's very interesting. You know, um, a lot of the pundits have called you enigmatic. But the word on you when you were first elected was that you are a real social conservative. I think part of that was because you voted against same-sex marriage when you were in federal politics. So is this a departure?
2: Where well, do you? you know, I, I would say I think people that made that uh, label hadn't done their their research. Uh, you know, I actually wasn't a member of parliament when they had the vote on on gay marriage. I was there in two thousand and six when. The prime minister of the day, Prime Minister Harper, had asked his caucus to support opening up more debate on the subject. Um, but I, you know, I think the country's moved on. I don't think anyone's interested in having debates on on uh, on uh, marriage equality anymore. I think we're all the country has evolved, and the country supports marriage equality. And if anyone had done the research, uh, they would have known that uh, I was on the front page of. The, my local paper being the first MP in Barrie's history to attend a Pride flag raising five years ago. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in revisiting social issues. I want to focus on making Ontario prosperous again i want to focus on cutting red tape getting affordable energy and making ontario the economic engine of canada and that will be my 100 percent focus creating jobs and creating a strong economy for this province
1: you know it's international women's day what about abortion what's your stand on that
2: i have i have no interest in revisiting um uh, abortion that's that's no one's no one is uh, in our party uh is advocating for that debate to be revisited. uh, I I support the status quo.
1: Well, there you have it. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, or toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Again, 416-360-0740, or toll-free, 1-866-744-740. He seems to be making a distinction between the Liberals' cap and trade, uh, which uh, would raise uh, almost $2 billion, uh, people are saying would add four cents to a liter of gas, and saying the difference is that his would be revenue neutral. Is that an easy distinction, or is that something that people can wrap their heads around? I'm here with Bob Komsik, our newscaster. What do you think, Bob?
0: I think, Libby, this whole thing with with carbon tax, I think if you went be it Liberty Village, the East End, the North End, the West End, and ask people, stop them on the street. I wonder how many people really even understand. I think it's just uh, above a lot of people's heads as far as trying to wrap their heads around what would it be. I think a lot of people just consider it a money grab, regardless of of how it's packaged. They just see it as a, a, a revenue grab.
1: Okay, Bob, thanks. Uh, We're going to go to the phones. We're going to take one call before the break. We'll come back to take some more. We have uh, Jerry in Mississauga. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Libby.
3: I heard uh, in your conversation a moment or two ago he he wanted to uh, have the polluters pay. Then Why don't they go after the car manufacturers that manufacture these gas governors that are the polluters? Let them pay a tax on each car that comes off the end of the assembly line. Because that's what's doing the polluting.
1: Well, what the Conservatives are saying, Jerry, is that they want to make the polluters pay, uh, and um, they will give the money back in other ways. True. But who is the polluter if not the manufacturer of the car? Well, you know what? They, th- that's part of the problem with this, is that we haven't seen the details. And uh, you know that old saying, the devil is in the details.
3: And they're not making any. I can't see them making any effort to make a more efficient engine that does less pollution and gives them equal power to the vehicle. And personally, I don't know why we need cars that go over 120 kilometers. Anyhow, if that's the maximum limit, that's that's a a good point. But I
1: but I have to correct you on some things. Uh, Cars are becoming um, more efficient and cleaner. They they have improved technologically.
3: Well, if that's being the case, and if they are cleaner, then then where is the pollution coming from? Well, it's the pollution, pollution the is
1: cars. is is coming from many many sources, and it doesn't mean just because they're cleaner that they're uh, clean. But uh, but they they have been improving for sure. All well, right, sure hope so. Okay, Jerry, Thank thanks for your call. Thank you. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with uh, more callers and more from Patrick Brown. We'll be right back. Before we go, the numbers to call again, 416-360-0740, or toll-free 1-866-740-4740.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back. We're going to
1: get right to the phones, and uh, we are talking to Patrick Brown, and most notably about his controversial plan to remake the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party, and he told us he's in favour of a carbon tax, so we're wondering what you think about that. The numbers, 416-416. 360-0740 Three six zero zero seven forty or toll free seven forty 740 4740 And I've got Jim in Hanover. Hi, Jim.
4: Hi. Good How morning. are you? Uh, this carbon tax, it doesn't matter whether it's 4 cents a litre on gasoline, you put all the taxes you want on it, we will never see the difference. There will never be anything they can prove that showed an improvement. So my option... What if we all have electric heat, but on a separate meter, strictly for your heating system, say one cents a kilowatt, people could use electric now you 're not burning anything, and you 're saving the the pollution
1: mm-hmm. electric heat is a lot more expensive.
4: I said drop it down to on a separate meter one cent
1: uh, just uh tell me, Jim, all these things that that uh, Patrick Brown has been saying uh. Do you think this is the right direction for the Conservatives to go? He wants the party to be more open, more diverse, younger, uh, and more environmentally friendly. Uh, What do you think? Does it appeal to you? Uh,
4: The environment certainly uh, is of interest. But at what cost? You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, you shut down your factories, make them work four days a week instead of five, and say, oh, we're saving on pollution. I mean, the coal that we're not—we've shut down coal-burning fires, generators— What are we doing with that coal? We're exporting it to another country. Let them burn it. So you're defeating the whole purpose of the system.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, uh, what do you think of uh, the things that Patrick Brown has been saying?
4: Uh, I don't think you'll get elected on that platform.
1: And, and why is that? Not conservative enough?
4: Uh, a little too conservative.
1: Too conservative. Okay.
4: Do you okay. know, so far being cheap.
1: Okay. Jim, thanks for your call. Okay, we're going to go to the lines. We have Ed in Toronto. Hi, Ed. How are you? Fine. How are you?
5: Uh, As good as can be expected, I guess. Uh, I agree with the people that are saying it's nothing but a cash grab because the Liberals have been famous for that. Uh, We know all about the gas plants, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Well, well, this is the conservative guy, and what he's...
5: Uh, he also is sort of saying it's a cash grab, but he says the money should be returned to the, the people uh, in a, a way that we all know would be uh, make it not look like it's a cash grab. Basically, that's what he's saying. Well, basically, I'm, I'm saying uh, to start with, they are taxing people, and I don't see them putting that money back into a dozen oranges to make a, a healthier population or to make it easier on you see gasoline in many cases for many people they struggle to pay for what it is now mm-hmm. they have to get to work right right if they can't get to work they can't eat and um in order for them to get to work many of them have to use a car at least to get to where they can get a subway which is um, not always possible obviously but in order to get there uh, if they have to pay 4.3 cents extra a liter just to survive, and they and they're just telling us they're going to put it back, this is taken away from the average everyday person. Okay, well, no, mortgage, I just
1: so uh, this et cetera, is I
5: et cetera, et cetera.
1: Well, Ed, I think that this this shows what we've been saying because Patrick Brown is saying that his. Carbon tax would be different. Uh, the Liberals' carbon tax is is probably going to add, as you say, four point three cents a liter to gas, and they're going to end up with nearly two billion dollars more in their coffers. What he's saying is that yes, he will have a carbon tax, but he's going to give it back in some other kind of tax break uh, that we haven't had a look at yet. So you, yeah, well, you don't find uh, that believable?
5: Then, no, it's not believable. Uh because it's still a cash grab we know uh, and everybody advocates that small business is the most efficient because it's a hands-on operation in many cases and they try to run as efficiently as they can with uh, uh, costs as low as possible just like you running your household we give it to a big bureaucracy uh, like a government who uh, has fundraisers for people that uh, advocate for certain uh, construction projects, this and that. Uh, That money is never going to go back to the everyday individual. Okay,
1: so I'd say that you don't believe him then.
5: I don't believe the liberal government to start with. And I don't believe him because I don't think he could efficiently send that money back into a dozen oranges or something like this, as well as the average household can.
1: Okay. Thanks a lot for your call, Ed. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. We're going to go back to the phones. We have uh
6: Jean in Toronto, Hi Jean. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Well, well my thought is that um if uh Patrick Brown is saying what he's saying now, then he's done a complete 180. He has uh, nothing short of abandoned his former beliefs, principles, uh, his manifesto, call it what you will. I think he's totally abandoned all of that. And if I were a conservative, which I'm not, I would be very, very upset. With
1: well, well, that's what people are saying. Uh, but it's interesting, though. If you recall, we had 40 years of moderate Conservative rule here. Yes, and uh, they haven't been in power since 2003, and they took a pretty
6: hard right turn, and it it didn't work out so and well for they, them. Yeah, well, they took that hard turn in '95 when they elected uh, Mike, Mike Harris, H- right? And that was uh, that was the end of me ever voting conservative or progressive conservative or any uh well he looks like he's trying to take it back well that's what he's trying to do but he just abandoned all uh, everything that he said he stood for in the past i.e uh, with respect to uh gay marriage and uh, uh, abortion and all of those things and uh, so i just i find it hard to believe and i don't know how any conservative voter would really swallow what he's saying now okay uh,
1: well We'll have to see. Thanks so much for your call. Welcome. Okay, let's have uh, Patrick Brown have the last word. How much of a rebuilding of the party do you think is necessary? You've said at the convention again that never again will your candidates and volunteers have to defend faith based funding or 100,000 job cuts in the civil service. And of course, you're referring to uh, your predecessors there.
2: Yeah, I-, I felt that in past we had policy that was launched in the middle of a campaign that candidates, party members, didn't have a say on. And I felt that was wrong. You know, you- we ha- we have to be a team. Uh, we have to... Uh, be a grassroots organization that listens and listens relentlessly. And so, what I launched this weekend was for c a which is going to be the most extensive grassroots policy consultation. And our platform in the next election won't be written by a few backroom strategists at Queens Park. We're blowing the backroom walls down and saying. Let's have our platform ridden by the grassroots. Let's go out and reach out to frontline workers in every ministry and every sector and say, what are your best ideas? What are your suggestions to make government more effective, government more agile? Um, How do we make Ontario prosperous? And uh, governing using the concept, there is no monopoly on a good idea. And if you listen to more people, you benefit from that wisdom.
1: Are you uh, using uh, the way you won the leadership as a bit of a template? Like You recruited a lot of new members. A lot of people were shocked at your showing. Are you trying to adapt that strategy to your position now?
2: Well, my strategy on the leadership was that we needed to change the party. The party needed to evolve to reflect modern uh, uh, Ontario. And, and, and I continued to see that evolution. I'm glad, I'm proud the party has grown from 10,000 to 80,000 members. I'm glad that our membership is now disproportionately young, disproportionately diverse. uh, And we have made huge inroads in urban Ontario where the party was particularly weak before. Uh, That evolution must continue. Um, And, you know, I I pride myself on hard work. You know, my, my grandfather worked at his car lot until he was 94 years old. He'd go in with his walker, and he always said there's no shortcuts in life. You have to work hard, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to work hard to build this party so that we can gain the trust of Ontarians and that we can, we can make this province strong again.
1: One of the dangers when you change things is that you can alienate the people who are already with you, your base. What has your base been telling you about all of these things that you're proposing or you're trying to affect?
2: I think the base wants to win, and I think the base is excited right now. Um, the fact that uh, our margin of victory in Simcoe North was near a record in the by election there in Whitby Oshawa, despite the Liberals having Prime Minister Trudeau campaign the premier there half a dozen times, they had one of their worst showings in history, and we had one of our largest margins of victory. I think the base is tired of losing I'm not interested in the status quo. The party has lost numerous elections in a row um, and and we have to have the courage to change. Um, and I'm committed to that.
1: Do you think, uh, you know, the Wynn government seems to have had a remarkable amount of Teflon on it. The scandals just don't seem to stick. Uh, do you think that there's going to come a point, uh, a point where uh, the Wynn government will be held yeah. responsible yeah, you for know, all
2: these? I, I think they've been very good at diversion, where they've avoided... Political accountability by and voter accountability by uh, trying to campaign against others. You know, uh, they they want to uh, define themselves by who the other guys are, um, uh, who their opponents are, and uh, uh, you know, we've called them out on that. We called they try to do that by running negative ads in Simcoe North and running negative ads in Whitby-Oshawa, not talking about their own record, but by attacking me. And you know, we we said these guys. This team, this, this premier, Kathleen Wynne, can't defend her own record. That's why she's only running attack ads. And, you know, I think, I think it's caught up with her because here we are right now, and she has record low approval ratings, uh, the second worst approval ratings uh, in the entire country. Only the Manitoba premier right now has worst uh, approval ratings. Uh, he's about to lose the provincial election there. And so I, I think seeing, seeing consecutive polls that show that the, the government um very unpopular i think highlights that um this 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 government of gimmicks and tricks and diversions you know they're they they've lost they've lost popular support from from the province
1: now what you had a real celebrity endorsing you up there pinball clemens
2: yeah you know we've uh, we've benefited from a, num- a number of notable uh, Ontarians who have helped us on this journey, as you know, during the leadership campaign, Dale Howard, Chuck, Mike Gartner, Wayne Gretzky, and others gave me a hand. Uh, and, and just this weekend, uh, Pinball Clemens, I uh, gave a motivational speech. He's actually going to be traveling with me in the in the summer to, um, to to get to know party members, to meet Ontarians from every walk of life in every corner of this province. Are you
1: going to get him to run?
2: You know, it's, it's something we've talked about. I know he's very interested in public service, but uh, we'll have to save that 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 announcement for a different day.
1: But then, again, one of the things he said is that real respect means this party has to make room for liberals. So at the end of the day, if, if you're open to everyone and everything, um, how does that differentiate you?
2: I think what he means is... Uh, in the and, and me and Pinball are, are on the same on the same page, um, we have to respect e- e- agreement. And we're not going. He, he, what he said is we don't have to agree, but we have to respect. Um, I find that sometimes Queens Park becomes a bubble that is far too partisan, and and you can't you can't hate your political opponents. And I have to say. There is new Democrat MPPs. There are liberal MPPs who are good people, who care, who are in politics for the right reasons. And I think we need to bring respect back to the political process. This intense, poisonous partisanship that is the definition of of politics here at Queen's Park these days, uh, I think is is unfortunate. And What I've said, I'm going to vote for liberal bills. I'm going to vote for NDP bills if they make sense for Ontario. I don't care if it starts with another political party. A good idea is a good idea is a good idea, and we can't simply you know, take this adversarial approach that we can't vote for anything just because a political competitor came up with it. Pinball, myself, believe respect is essential for a, sec- a successful and vibrant democracy.
1: Okay. Patrick Brown, thanks so much. My pleasure. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, well, there you have it, Patrick Brown trying to remake the Ontario Progressive Conservative
0: Party. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1.